0: Welcome to the VBAC Homebirth Stories podcast. I'm your host Ashley Winning. I'm a homebirth freebirth guide, fear and mindset coach, podcaster, speaker, women's rights activist, and highly sensitive person. I'm a mother of three girls, and I've had two unplanned and unneeded C-sections with a special scar. I birthed our third 4.5 kilo baby at home in a freebirth after not being able to access a homebirth midwife. My own journey has sparked a deep passion to support women to find their strength and courage to create the pregnancy, birth, and postpartum you desire and deserve. This podcast is for women wanting to learn more about VBACs, especially home births, and professionals who want to learn more about how to support VBAC women and families. I hope you enjoy this podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode on the VBAC Home Birth Stories Podcast. I'm Ashley and today I'm going to be sharing a little bit about, well, something that I love talking about after my experience and my free birth after two cesareans. My first vaginal birth, something that I learned that I was so surprised at. This is a couple of years ago now. We're coming up to my two-year anniversary which is next month and I'm really excited to celebrate that with you guys so I'm going to think about some episodes that I'm going to be releasing over the next few weeks but also some specials so if you are interested in working with me send me an email because I've got some specials that will be coming up and I want to make sure that you know it's going to be first in best dress kind of thing because I've only got a limited amount of space and how I can support people um but if you're thinking about working with me then this is a good time to touch base with me so we can talk about that and get that organized so don't be shy i went to hazel keedles book launch yesterday up in brisbane and it was just the most magical experience and i realized that i've been really missing in person events but also like just being around passionate people one of the things that i really enjoyed about going to work in the office was that I was around a group of people and that I could talk every day. And if there was challenges, I could just turn around at my desk and ask somebody a question. Whereas when I'm working at home here, I kind of have to send a message to somebody, wait for their reply, interpret what they've said. Hopefully I've said the wrong thing, the right thing. Otherwise I have to book in a call with that person. And it it becomes a lengthy sort of process. So it was just so nice to meet with midwives and birth workers and finally get to meet Hazel in person. Although when I do meet people who I've been speaking to, you know, through video calls, it does feel like I've met in person, but it was just so nice to get to hug her and have a couple with her and, yeah, just really celebrate the journey that she's been on and I've been on because I first started talking to Hazel Years ago, before I even had my free birth, I was part of her research, essentially, and I was just so excited that she was actually exploring how women felt and, you know, connecting with her. She'd had a VBAC herself, so she understood the journey, and she was working and supporting women to have home birth. So if you haven't checked out her book, her book is called Birth After Caesarean, and it's available on Amazon or if you head, if you check her out on Instagram or wherever, then you could probably just purchase one off her or maybe she'll just link you to Amazon or something like that. Um, and I will eventually have her on the podcast again to talk about her book and then share some more VBAC details with you and information. It's a really great book and I probably, I may even do my own review of the book Um but we were just talking about VBAC and the experiences of women and how many of the women feel. And it just rang so true with my personal experience. And it just really invigorated me and filled me up. It was just a positive experience. But one of the stories that I want to share with you today is, you know, one of the stories that Hazel was sharing. And also I've heard a few ladies share this story lately that really irks me is when a woman uh, the story that she shared was about a woman who was she'd gone into hospital, and I'm pretty sure Hazel shared this yesterday unless i'm if unless actually I think i actually it was either it was either Hazel that shared this. My memory is fading on me. I call this hashtag mum brain, uh, or it was a lady who shared her story yesterday, but essentially she um There was a story about a lady who had gone into labor and told her husband to go park the car. She's going to go into hospital. She'd been laboring through the night, through the day, through the night, hadn't told her husband. And in the morning, they'd gone to the hospital and she was very chilled. And when she got there, she was already 10 centimeters. So she'd done all the work at home. She was calm. She was breathing through. She told her partner to go get a coffee and park the car or whatever. And, you know, he went off. For a while, and didn't make it back to the hospital for a while, and in this time she was there for a few hours. They had checked her and said there were there were no changes to her, and so now she needed to have a cesarean. And I've heard this sort of story a lot. When women get to ten centimeters, it's you're ten centimeters now. You've got to push. Your baby's ready to be born, or they let the woman go a few hours, and if the baby doesn't come, well clearly that's a sign that there's something wrong, that there's something wrong with the baby or there's something wrong with the woman or the baby's not going to be born vaginally. And the reason why this story is so passionate or so, I'm so passionate about this story is because this was one of, part of my story as well. And it's what happened to me in the hospital. I got to 10 centimetres one side, eight centimetres the other side and sandalitic lip. Uh, sorry, anterior lip and send loop baby, baby up high, blah, blah, blah. I didn't know what they were talking about. I know what they're talking about now, but it was gobbledygook to me. All I knew is that 10 centimeters and baby comes, right? That's based on all the information that I knew at the time and everything that everyone was talking about back in 2016. But when I had my free birth, and I believed in instinctive and physiological birth. And I believed that it would happen the way it needed to happen. I didn't necessarily even know that there would be a time period after. And it didn't really matter because nobody was checking my cervix. And this is the danger of having cervical checks, especially with a a trained professional who is trained in the wrong sort of birth. They're trained in medicalized, forced, coach, what, forced coaching coach pushing birth they're not trained in physiological birth they've never seen physiological birth or they're not a hands-off practitioner or they don't understand birth and you know I've only been present at my birth and somebody else's birth but I've heard many birth stories I've heard hundreds of birth stories now physiological birth and so it's very apparent and very clear to me that there are different different variations of birth and it doesn't go down the strict line of early labor in labor active labor transition and then the baby being born or you're 10 centimeters and babies being born that is like not even true that's just a story that is not how all women present and I feel that it does a disservice and just justice to women who Cling on to that story. So for me, with my birth, I I dilate very quickly. I dilated I, within within five hours of labour from the first contraction. Uh, so I don't have like early labour or anything like that. It just go straight into labour, and from that first contraction, I was 10 centimeters one side, if you want to call that one side, but effectively I was 10 centimeters and I was fully dilated. But then what had happened was the baby was up high and in a posterior position and needed to turn to come down, right? So the doctors don't really understand that. They don't understand the pro process or the or what's happening at this time. And I've even midwives with this story, sometimes midwives who attend home births don't even know that this happens. I'm sure a lot of them do, but there's a lot of midwives who, who wouldn't and who are, oh, you've been 10 centimetres, let's transfer into hospital sort of scenario. So with this woman, she ended up having cesarean because you know that's what they told her that she needed to do and she was by herself and she didn't have anyone to advocate and maybe she didn't have enough information and, and knowledge to make a different choice but and and that was me with my v-back in hospital you know i knew i just seemed to get to 10 centimeters so i was just waiting for the baby to come out so with my free birth i i I don't know because nobody checked my dilation, but if I go off my second birth that they did check the dilation, I was fully dilated by within five hours. With my second baby, I, my waters, uh, sorry, my third baby, my waters broke and I was in extreme and intense pain for a few hours. And I would say that was probably where my body was fully dilating and doing all that really hard work to pull the uterus up right up. And then the next part of the job was to push down and rotate the baby down and so there was no waters, so that was a, a harder job because there was no waters kind of making it easier for baby to turn the baby kind of had to go without the help of having the bag of waters there and then after that three hour or four hour period where I was in intense pain and agony I would say <laughs> it went to nothing it felt like there was nothing but from that point onwards there was pushing so my body was doing fetal ejection reflex or it wasn't really doing fer it wasn't ejecting the baby what it was doing is pushing the baby around and down i was doing these huge pushes like every three to four contractions and they felt really good too they felt really powerful and they felt like they were doing something i didn't really know it at the time but that's what was happening it was pushing the baby and moving the baby around so my body was working extremely hard to push the baby down and around. And that went on for about 10 hours. And that just would not happen in a hospital setting. You know, they would be pressuring me every hour or half an hour like they were with my second one, repeat cesarean. If you don't have a cesarean now, this is what could happen to you. Or we've given you three hours and your body hasn't birthed your baby, so it's not going to happen. And that's just not true. It's just a variation of normal birth that they don't necessarily understand. And I think a lot of people in our culture don't understand. We think, you know, what happens in the hospital system is when a woman gets to 10 centimetres, that they go, okay, so this is now time for us to instruct you to push. So what happens is they tell the woman to push, and that's where you hear stories of I was pushing for three hours and I was exhausted and, and, you know, the babies started to decel. There were so many decels and baby flatlined or whatever the problem was. And that's when they get rushed to emergency cesareans because the woman is exhausted. She's being pushed, even though her body doesn't want to do it. So when your body is ready, especially in a home birth, because you haven't got Pitocin or sintosin, you haven't got drugs and all those sorts of things. You don't have, you're, most of the time, you're not going to be argument, You know, augmented. You're not going to have someone breaking your waters. It's, everything's going to be pretty natural then you allow your body to do its thing and eventually fetal ejection reflex will push in you know start and for me it started you know three to four hours in my labor and it was every three or four contractions and there were big breaks in between the contractions where i was my body was allowing me to rest so that i could get the strength to then have this huge push that took over my body. I didn't have any control of it. It just did it on its own. Just like when you, like, this is so, this is how I explain it. When you get gastro and you get cramps and you've got to, you know, do a poo or vomit, there's nothing you can do to stop that process. Your body is doing what it does because inside it is intelligent and it knows what's happening and we can't, Begin to fathom what happens inside of us or how all the pieces kind of wire together and it just knows what needs to happen. And somebody observing you isn't inside your body, isn't present inside your body. So they're not going to have much of a clue either, which is why it's so important that people who attend births really do observe and do not instruct unless it's an emergency sort of situation or unless. The woman's asking for support and instruction. It's really important for us to align ourselves with the right birth team so that we're not having to do all these things that are unnecessary to birth our baby, especially at home. There's no rush at home. The only rush is if you have a midwife uh, that's on a time limit where she has to have another person come or after this time in birth, you have to transfer to hospital. Obviously it's your choice whether you do, that's always your choice. And it's really good to know before you go into labour and, you know, pick your team, how they work, what are those restrictions and things. The only other time is if there was an emergency or a really, you know, true red flag that was happening where they can see something, you know, or you personally feel, that you need to go in there, but otherwise, you know, allowing that baby in that body to do what it needs to do. And it really upsets me when I hear these stories about women who are told that they're 10 centimetres and now they've got to push and then they push for a few hours and they get exhausted and then they get told their body's, you know, a failure and it's not working. And then they get rushed to an emergency cesarean and it's just unnecessary and it's extra work and extra effort for the woman and it's working against the body because the baby needs, obviously needs time to move around and the body obviously needs time to rest. I mean, you you wouldn't ask an athlete that hasn't trained <laughs> to run for three hours. You know, you wouldn't ask, how would you feel if I said to you, you're going you're to go to the gym today and you're going to run for three hours for the first time? You would be exhausted, vomiting possibly passing out, crying, screaming, wishing for death, whatever, you know, whatever. I mean, I would go to the gym. I've just started going to the gym and, you know, I can't even, I can't even do longer than 10 minute intervals at the moment. And so allowing our body to rest, because this is the big deal, right? This is a big thing that our bodies are going through when they're birthing. So we need to rest. We need to follow our intuition. We need to follow our cues. And that means if you're, you know, having drinks, having breaks, doing your mindset stuff, allowing the body to do what it needs to do. And so there's no right or wrong. It just unfolds the way it needs to. And I just wanted to really talk about that because it's something that just isn't talked about enough. So, I hope that if you've had a similar experience, that really plants a seed in your mind. Uh, and there's a really good episode that I want to share with you as well, where Dr. Rachel Reed and Katie talk about, uh, it's called cervixism and, P- and Pushing on the Midwives Cauldron podcast. And she goes into it a little bit further and talks about posterior birth. But it was the first time that I'd actually seen something written or spoken about that you know in this arena that aligned with my with my experience because when I was in the hospital I felt like what's happening I don't understand don't you believe that this baby's going to be born and then when I'd spoken to a few midwives you know afterwards there was Everyone had a different, you know, and I've even asked midwives since this, and 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 Rachel s- speaks to this as well, is that the way that midwives are trained and the way that obstetricians, of course, were trained is very differently to how a physiological birth will go. They were trained for a medicalized birth, which is really interesting. So, just some food for thought. Uh, if you've got any questions, head over to my Instagram as I said to you, I will be delivering some sort of special. I'm not really sure what I'm going to do yet. Um, but I'm really excited to do something and celebrate this amazing journey that I've been on. We're coming up, we're in the seventies for the episodes now. And it's, oh, it's such a, such an amazing, I can't believe that I've got to 70 episodes. Like I've done this. I've had, I've done this when I was pregnant. I did this When I had a newborn, I've done this with, you know, homeschooling my children. It's just I'm really proud of this podcast and the amount of hours and dedication and time that I've put into this podcast as a resource. But also I'm so grateful and really thankful for the community that's been built up around this podcast as well, the love and support from you my listeners and you know the community in the VBAC home birth support group just seeing the mums connecting and seeing them share their wisdom and their stories it is so powerful because this is how we learn this is how we choose to have a different path this is how we go forward this is how we support each other and this is how women and mothers rise this is how we stop the abuse that happens in the hospitals, this is how we stop it all for our children and for other women. And this is all I wanted to do when I set out. I just wanted to help other women not have to have the same experiences as me. And while I can't stop what happened in the past, I hope that this podcast helps women to have more positive births in the future or the wisdom and knowledge and stories that are shared on this podcast, you know, filters through to other women who are about to have their babies and they can make different choices. And I really feel like in the last couple of years, the birth world has completely exploded, especially like VBAC with so many more podcasts out there. There's like so many VBAC podcasts out, so much more support so many more resources and I think the internet is just it's just connecting women up with so much more so I am really grateful and thankful for everything and everyone who's shown up to share their knowledge and wisdom because because it got me to this level and yeah I mean what more could you what more could you ask for um being able to be in this space and just hear women's stories it's, it's uh it's wonderful to hear those positive stories at the end and also enraging still to hear the you know some of those traumatic and disrespectful and rude experiences to begin with women just deserve better and I hope over the many years to come that together collectively we can make a change for ourselves and for future women so that they don't have to go through the things that people in the system are held more responsible And that women are more informed about their choices and that they believe in themselves and can advocate for themselves and they can stand true for themselves and know that they can say no and know how to do that. So anyways, their future dreams and hopes and um, I'm sure all of that will come into fruition when the timing's right and with the collective help and energy Um, but yes, I hope you have a wonderful day and I'm going to bring you some really cool episodes soon. I'll be chatting with some real mums over the next week or two and bring you some real mum stories. And if you have any topic ideas that you would like to submit to the podcast, please do message me on Instagram or just send me an email until next time. Have a great one. Thank you so much for listening to the VBAC Home birth Stories podcast. I hope this episode has helped you take another step forward in your VBAC home birth journey. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a second to rate and review. Each review helps me get this message out to more women just like us. Want to follow along and get freebies and offerings? Find me on Instagram, Ashley L Winning, and send me a DM to say hi. And come and join our safe group on Facebook. Just search "Feedback Homebirth Support Group." Until next time, keep shining beautiful.